CHP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network, your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode. Welcome, everybody. We are live and borderline alive. Welcome to the Worst Golf Podcast. Everybody wants to be the best. We strive to be the worst. When a bad take is necessary, we're going to be here to share it with you. I'm your host, JB, and this is Morgan, who's barely alive with me this week. Hi. She's going to spend most of her time off camera, especially with the topics we have today, but she's going to be here to keep me in line with all those buttons. Before we get started, make sure you do all the normal stuff, pound that like button, subscribe, everything else. If you're listening to it, you're missing out, but we appreciate that. Live video is better, but obviously the audio is pretty good, and this show is going to be pretty audio focused, wouldn't you say? I would say so, yes. different types of conversations. Plus, we're both kind of a hot mess. Yeah, we are definitely a hot mess. If you hear something in my mouth, it's because I have cough drops going like crazy. You are barely hanging on by a thread. I've got tissues in my hand and I'm literally wearing a dog mom oversized sweater because that's the best I could do right now. We're basically just holding on enough to get through this show (laughs) and then we'll probably take uh, a few hours to unwind and everything else. But we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, We do have a pretty good show this week. Uh, contest announcement for a custom wedge coming up later on in the show. And that lucky winner is going to get a consultation with Jose Miraflor, uh, myself, and pick out what they want. And then the little rat will grind it down and send it to you. So pretty awesome prize. Um, we got a bunch of THP questions. We're going to get to, I'd say, five, six, seven of those, as well as our normal venturing off topic. Randomness, you know. yeah. <clears throat> but we're going to jump right into a THP question, which is, one that I get a lot, and I thought it was a pretty interesting question and answer slash conversation. So we obviously want to hear from you guys, too. And it was about release cycles in golf outpacing innovation. Mm-hmm. And does that mean that because a company is coming out with something every year or every other year, is it more of a we're going to repaint it or is there actual innovation going into it? And it's something that I, I I think about a lot, and I talk to a lot of people about this. Years and years ago, it was two-year release cycles. Right. Now, that was done for a number of reasons, one of which that's often misthought or misunderstood or not thought about at all is the reason that it took longer for a new product to come out was less about new innovation being available and more about the training it took because most items were sold at Greengrass Pro Shops. So a company, let's use Titleist as an example, would have to go and visit all of those pro shops and do all the training. Mm-hmm. Well, that could take six, seven months. Sure. You can't have a new product come three months after that. So as R&D departments, all for lack of a better term, engineers became more prevalent, uh, technology became more high-end and high-tech, Uh, it evolved into, well, we have these products ready. Should we hold them for the sake of holding them or release when they're available? And it goes back to the same thing. If a company releases driver one in 2022, should they buy double the amount and let it run through 2023 and come out with new in 2024? Or is it available? Should they just buy what they do and then come out with the next product, which creates buzz and everything else um i always go back to the same thing there's never been 
no innovation put into a new product. Now, does that mean it's going to work better for everybody? Yeah, no, that's not the case. But every single product is evolving to another thing. Not every product is going to be record-breaking evolution where, like I go back to uh, when the when Callaway launched the first Epic mm-hmm. and, you know, that changed stability and then they brought, uh, you know, artificial intelligence into it and some other companies have done other things when carbon fiber came to be and things like that. Movable weights when TaylorMade did that with the uh, one of the six or seven R7 models they had, you know, that released every few months. But the idea that uh, product cycles that two years is somehow some arbitrary number, you know, because it's kind of funny. Yeah. There's no, oh, well, two years is where the innovation takes place, but one year is too fast. Well, what made two years to the innovation cycle? Yeah, agreed. You know, they have more than twice as many engineers now at some of these companies. In fact, for some of the larger ones, you could say they have 10 times as many engineers. Now, but I'm going to go a step further where people say, well, Titleist releases every two years and Ping is 18 months. Why does Callaway, Cobra, TaylorMade, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, release every year? Well, that's not really the case. No. So Titleist releases every two years and drivers, but they have a new product launch every year. Yeah, I think people forget the difference between release and product launch. Yeah, because Titleist will released, you know, the the three TSR models just recently. And they have another driver coming out right away that's going to be TSR1. It's not like that was held back because of innovation or it wasn't ready. Um, And then going a step further, they release irons every other year with hybrids. So it's not like innovation stops and... They're stopping engineering. It's that they're timing it to match when sales cycles go. So, and I know I'm all over the place, so (laughs) please forgive me. But if most, if the large, if this is the year line, okay, and for those listening, I'm drawing like a straight line on the screen. It's not real straight because I'm not real straight right now. (laughs) Um, If the largest sales take place, let's say in March or April, you want to make sure your innovation is timed with that. So, for instance, when companies release in January, they're getting it ready, launching it, it used to be launching it to the media, launching it to their sales reps and everything. So it's ready in March, April, May for the largest months. Mm-hmm. That also coincided in years past before, I'll call it the technology age of the internet, with the PGA Merchandise Show, where the PGA Merchandise Show was a great opportunity to have all the media and all the the green grass pro shops and buyers and retail store buyers available in one place. So you could get everybody together and, and go with your pitch. I'll mm-hmm. call it times have changed a lot since then, but the idea that there's a arbitrary number of months that have to pass before innovation takes place is just, it's not even reality. No, not I mean, nobody all. gets mad when fill in the blank new flavor comes out in peanut butter. Or Oreos. Or Oreos. But they do in golf clubs, yet nobody's forced to buying it, forced into buying it. Now, I'll use this one as an example because this is a recent release and in the ultra premium category. So it's pretty expensive. And for those looking, it does not look green. Um, Even though we have green tint lighting in here, it it looks silver, like a charcoal, metallic charcoal gray. Um, This is something that was worked on for a number of years. And I remember being at Callaway's office and seeing, I don't want to say this, but what looked would be something like this a while back. And I asked and got no information, of course. Right. Um, But 
So it's not like one driver ends, they bring it to market, and they start working on the next one. They're constantly working on ways to bring new things to market, prototyping, testing, and going from there. The CAD monster is not in there just designing <laughs> the clubs CAD on their monster. own and, and doing it. So uh, I think that that's one of the, I hope I answered that question well, but that's one of the the one area where I always get confused on why is a certain number of months arbitrarily set up as the standard of when innovation is allowed to take place. Nobody gets mad that Hyundai releases a new car every 12 months. That's true. You know, and, you know, because somebody could say, well, with the food examples, you could just go out and buy it because it's three or four dollars. Well, now it's like six dollars. But, I know. You, you know, nobody gets mad that fill in the blank A, B and C and any other industry comes out with something new. And for some reason in golf, it's this evil thing of how dare they want to make money. Right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Sorry, I was holding back a cough. No. Switch it. By the way, moving away from the microphone, we could they could still hear you. I know, but I try. <laughs> Switching gears to something more lighthearted, we got a question. Of, it really wasn't a question. There was a forum thread about different condiments and sauces, and people are going to disagree with my take quite a bit. Here. I have a feeling I'm probably going to disagree with your take. Ranch, honey mustard, and the like are not condiments or sauces. They're dressings. They're salad dressings. <sighs> Someone choosing to dip French fries into a salad dressing is up to them. Blue cheese is another example of that, although the actual cheese being different. It's even right. called blue cheese dressing. It is. They People seem to get confused with this <laughs> in a huge way. This is a hot take over here. Am, am I crazy? For those following along live, is honey mustard a sauce? No, it, it's a salad dressing. Okay. Can I? All right. Yeah, okay. please. So, sorry, we're horrible, sorry. so bad. Um, I, I, I agree with the sense that it literally it, says it on the package. No, I get that it is a dressing, but it's also a dip. I don't see why it can't be both because ranch on salad is disgusting, but ranch as a dip for like no buffalo sauce is not a salad dressing. Oh, you magic ass! What? It's no. literally in the name. Buffalo sauce is a sauce. <laughs> Okay, I get your point here. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think your point is valid. I really do. But I also do think that they are they are sauces. Like honey mustard is way better with like chicken fingers or even French fries than it is on a salad. And that's and fine, ranch... but it's still honey mustard dressing. That's what it's called. Mm, I don't know if it actually says dressing on that one. I can go to the refrigerator and prove it to you. Fine, go. I'm not gonna get up during the <laughs> exactly. show. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I don't. I don't know about that. I. I think they can be both, and I don't see why they can't be both. No, that's incorrect. That's right. Italian dressing can be a marinade, a fantastic marinade, and it's well, also great no, on potatoes. Anything can be anything. Well, I yes. could call. I could wear Italian dressing as a shoe, but it's still Italian. I don't, dressing. I don't actually think you can. I could. I mean, I guess if you cut the top off, slide your foot in there. <laughs> um, it's still. It's called Italian dressing. <clears throat> it is ouch i just hit my foot um it is but i still think that i, I don't they can be multiple for, things for what it's worth i don't think we actually have honey mustard down there but no actually if, we don't because i made um these like healthy chicken nuggets the other day and I had to make my own honey mustard. yeah but if we did it, really good, it would say honey mustard dressing maybe um speaking of food yeah because that's an amazing segue yeah well hey i can taste it now so i'm all in um, the only thing I taste is menthol from this cough drop. <laughs> um, 
somebody said proof Ew, the miracle shoe whip is... nobody wants to see a foot go into a salad dressing no room, but it... you could do it miracle whip is disgusting i feel like we're gonna have to have neil javins who's in the chat no i can't take his, his on once every few episodes to give us like a, a thp experience food recap yes but i i i was reading some of his takes no, oh they're not good. sorry neil but i they're I not agree. good but they're i do they're not pointed and I appreciate, I appreciate it. Yeah. And he doesn't back down. Stick to your guns. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I appreciate that yes. very much. But speaking of food. Yes. Every year we do our Thanksgiving feast contest. Mm -hmm. That's going to be launched early next week um, for those that might celebrate early or whatever. But that's always a ton of fun. All you got to do is snap a picture of your <laughs> of your Thanksgiving feast. Reporting oh, Neil said duty. reporting for duty. Nice. Um, and you could win a prize. And the you prize this year is pretty awesome. We're not going to say what it is, but it's pretty awesome. Okay. It's not your typical prize pack. It's pretty awesome. We got some good stuff coming out. I love awesome. seeing those pictures too. Yeah. It's it's one of the most fun things, even if you don't have a Thanksgiving feast to post. Like go in there, chat with people about what they're making, find out what their favorites are, seeing all the pictures of everybody, you know, getting everything ready. We want prep pictures. We want finished product pictures, you know, yeah. like the whole nine Plate yards. pictures. And I'm definitely going to have some FOMO with that. FOMO, fear of missing out. Oh, no, I, I okay. got you. I just want to make sure that it was enunciated. Yeah. Um, going back to THP or questions, yes. I got one that is super relevant right now because I literally had a call about this this morning okay. that they asked me, quote, when we started the call, they said, are you dying? <sighs> um, Post-COVID golf adoption, both playing and buying equipment. And the National Golf Foundation puts out stuff, you know, multiple times a year. And the golf rounds were actually holding pretty well, despite some weird weather going on, uh, both in comparison to last year, they're slightly down, but in comparison to 2019 before the pandemic, they were still up. So that's good news for golf, mm -hmm. um, bad news for your pace of play, most likely, but that's a good thing for golf. On the purchasing equipment, golf sales, and I, this was speaking strictly to this one retailer it's a brick and mortar place that's very large their golf sales are still up versus uh pre-pandemic it's way up from pre-pandemic it's slightly off from last year right but they did say foot traffic in the stores is still slightly lower than they expected that's interesting so um i don't know if we'll see a slowdown based on the equipment that we know is coming i think excitement's going to be pretty high i think so too um but yeah i would say that uh overall we're still in a pretty good spot for the golf industry normally election years are bad years uh -huh. but not the midterm elections right yeah so I see what you're saying the last the 2021 was kind of a weird thing because of covid but moving to 2024 We'll monitor it then. Do we have a dip before that or does it dip at that time? I wanted to touch base on something too when you were talking about pace of play because somebody had asked about that um, in the forum also. And I think because they were saying like, why is pace of play so slow now? It seems like the rounds of golf are taking longer. And while I think part of it is courses trying to jam pack as many people in as they can, a big part of it is you have a lot of new golfers. Yeah, I think so. And when you have a lot of new golfers who don't know golf etiquette, they don't know the rules necessarily, and they're just not great golfers yet, they're a little bit slower. Yeah, I think that that's probably a big part of it. And using an example from a local course here, one uh, it's a nice local course. On the weekends, they're sending people out first and 10th. 
and not staggering them well. So the, if you're the first group out on number one, you're going to fly through the front nine and then you're going to get to the 10th and literally stand still, which is horrible. It's awful. It's a terrible process. They shouldn't do it. Um, but you know, courses are doing what they can. Um, also with that, with the more golfers coming into play, it isn't really about skill level. It really is just about not knowing etiquette. Yeah. I think that that's a big part of it is that they just don't know the etiquette yet. They're not really familiar with all the rules. They might not, you know, like they get to a bunker and they're like, am I supposed to rake it or not? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, they don't know about any of that stuff. They don't know. And I'm going to say it again. <laughs> don't walk over <laughs> and laser without your clubs and then go back and then get your clubs and then come back and be like, Oh, that's not the one I wanted. And then go back again and back and forth. Cause don't do that. And don't spend 45 minutes looking for your golf ball either. So, I just had to get that off my chest. <laughs> Stop making me laugh. Sorry. Um, jumping into the next THP question. Cause this is another really good one. And we get it a lot. How do manufacturers, be it equipment, apparel, footwear, whatever it is, handle feedback we give to them positive or negative especially negative uh, mm -hmm. somebody most mentioned something that none of the youtubers or influencers ever say anything negative because they want to work with these oems and that's not how it's done um there was a video that i did for another outlet a while back on the business of thp and i talked about this pretty much extensively which is in 15 years of doing this i've never close to 15 years I've never once had a company say, actually, I take that back one time. Um, I need you to put this message out this way. Um, that's it. One time. And we said no. And th that was the end of it. It's never been that way. I can also say that positive or negative, we've never had any blowback or anything. But I think a lot of it has to do with the way our website is designed. Now, there's a lot of publications out there, uh, digital and print, that put out information, real or fake, <laughs> um, and want to say, this is what you should play. We've always said that that's not the way we were going to do things. Um, from the beginning, Morgan and I said we were about education and letting people tell us what we should play. Mm -hmm. So... We do things a little differently. We take in as much information. We do testing. We do everything else. And then share that information to our community who we ask for to go out and try it. And because our forum is public and heavily populated, there's nothing to really say. A company can come on there and see what the consumer says, the golfer says about their stuff. If they like it, if they don't like it, if they like the sound, if they don't like the sound. And I see Ryan Hawk up there make mention of Harrison Shopmaker, which was a funny one because they swore that the, the tour wouldn't, they didn't want to go out on tour because it would make the game unfair for those that are using it, which is crazy talk. And that was complete fallacy. But by having the forum the way it is, and you guys can share anything you want, we're not always going to agree with it. We, you know, myself, James, Dan, uh, and others might have had a different experience with something. We're going to share our point and have a nice little friendly debate on it. But we want everybody to share as much information as they possibly can on every product they try so companies can get the feedback. That's why we do form testing. That's why we do events. That's why we do everything else. So you guys can share your information. Can I add to that? Sure. Um, I actually think for the most part, and I'm going to say for the most part, Especially if companies see the same comment 
negative or positive, whatever, whatever way it is over and over and over again, they take that to heart. They do. I would say that's and true. And they tend to bring it to R&D and they say, okay, this is the feedback that we're getting. What can we do to fix that? Or what can we do to enhance this going forward? Because it's obviously popular. And they're going to say it with this one, oh. that it's the best sounding driver that Callaway's maybe ever made. Mm -hmm. Pure sound. It's unbelievable. Um, so I hope that answers the question about how we present feedback and how we take feedback back. I mean, we've had some companies make some funny remarks like, oh, they really loved that or, you know, stuff like that. But overall, I, I really think that that's something that it's about what you guys share um, versus what we share. Our job is to share with you the information and your guys job is to take that information and do whatever you'd like with it. Forget it. Don't care. Try it out for yourself and share it. Um, I can tell you for those people saying the Ping Chief 2425 driver, I've had an actual conversation with that company about that and they know it didn't sound good. Or at least that our readers didn't think it sounded good. True story about that one that I don't know if we've talked about before. So when that driver first came out, um, we had our whole staff at, at our place in Nashville and we were shooting videos and we were going to do some live streams. And we put that driver together and um, I think it was JD Tox and James that were testing it. And James was probably the biggest fan of the 400 line on our entire forum. Loved everything about it. Um, used it for over a year. Uh, he loved that driver. And we filmed this video and the data was <laughs> decent, but it wasn't like, it wasn't the, the longest driver we tested. It was probably fourth or fifth, but mm -hmm. You know, that's usually the case with a lot of the ping drivers we try in a vacuum, meaning in that when you're hitting them all back to back to back right. in a fitting bay. We never aired that video. And the reason being is we could not get it to sound even remotely positive. Yeah. Like the data was fine, but the sound was so bad in our studio, which didn't have the best acoustics. But that's why I was laughing because James literally wrote, broke my ears. That it was, it made the product look significantly worse than it would out on the course. Right. Like it wasn't fair to the product. Yeah. So we didn't post it. Um, now we did go into the thread and say we tried and we didn't like the sound. And there's some people who took offense to that, which is funny because now everybody who's tried that driver has the same feedback about the sound, but um, it was as bad a mm -hmm. sound as I had heard from a, a new product in many, many years. Mm -hmm. um, right after they had a year after they had put something out about their new sound studio. But we knew we wanted to put something out because, you know, everybody wanted to see it. And we never aired that video. And I think I still have the raw footage. I'm but sure you do. I, it, there was one point where I want to say Jeremy hit it. JD Tox hit it. And you could hear the audible, oh, from the room because yeah. it was so loud and piercing that it just wasn't good. Yeah. Can I just share real quick what's also not good? This energy drink. Well, there goes that sponsor. Sorry, bucked up. But this is terrible. They're not good. It's not good at all. They will make you feel your hair grow, though. I don't feel anything right now, but it's the Miami flavor. I don't know if the other ones are better, but it's not good. And what I does just... Miami taste like? Excellence? Mm, Normally in the, in the 80s, I would say Miami tastes like cocaine. Yeah, but... well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah, it, it, when I, because it, it, I don't know if you can see this. 
obviously the listeners can't it looks like miami vice like it looks like 1980 something and it it, it doesn't taste like don johnson in a can because that would be amazing oh things just got weird um, but this tastes terrible just random off the wall Valley sharing so speaking of random off the wall sharing it's time for your get off my lawn oh. and you have a good one this week okay back to me then all right yes i do have a good one this week because this is something i've been noticing recently when walking arrow and uh it's really driving me crazy if you mow your own lawn if you have a lawn service this probably isn't going to be an issue but if you mow your own lawn and you have your grass clippings get onto the sidewalk or your driveway or the main road please blow them away Please don't leave them there. Why do people do that? First of all, edge. Edging is important. And then take your grass clippings and get them off the sidewalk because then it rains and people trample on it and then the sidewalk gets stained and it's just very unsightly and it's very annoying. And also, I don't know if you know this, but it's super unsafe to get it on the road because motorcycles and and, um, bicycles. Wow, that was really hard to get. Motorcycles and bicycles. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm great. Um, it gets real slick and you can actually wipe out. So just just don't do it. Just just take the blower and get it off there. That's all. So that's my get off my lawn. And it kind of is fitting because it has to do with lawns. Yeah, it, it is something that drives me crazy when we're walking air or something and every house looks perfectly manicured. And then that one has grass clippings everywhere. Yes. There's like two seconds. I'll even give you the the, the blower. Yeah. Um, somebody asked a really good question about the hot list. Now, the hot list is something by Golf Digest, and it's head by uh, Mike Johnson and Mike Statura, and it's put out once a year, and they said, is the hot list still a thing? And to answer the question, yes. Not only is it a thing, it's by far their biggest selling issue every year. And while I understand the gripes about the hot list, about you know everybody gets a gold and this and that, it's based on advertiser dollars, blah, blah, blah. I can't answer that last part. Um it's a thankless job in a lot of ways. And I know Mike and Mike put a lot into it. Um, and Mike Johnson's been very good to us over the years with, I, I don't want to say education, but more direction early on. And I remember when he came to our house the first time we had the party at Windermere and almost drove into our garage. Yeah. Yeah. But, he was, um, he's an, he was a really nice guy though. Very nice. Um, but it's a thankless job in that no matter what they do, there's going to be major blowback. Sure. And the hot list is designed to not be a ranking, but rather what's hot, Mm -hmm. what you should be looking for. The problem with that is, is when you have a demand category, which I can't speak for sure, but I can say I believe it's going to go away. um, Smaller brands have no chance of ever getting a good, you know, entry in. They could submit, but there's there's no chance they're going to ever get something really positive there. Right. Now, with that said, a lot of companies getting gold is because a lot of companies are putting out really good equipment. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that every company is exactly the same because that is not true. Um, but it does mean that the the information is not exactly false. If that's the, I, I don't know the best way of saying it. I would take that information over six to 12 guys hitting in a simulator and averaging out data. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think the information presented is real and I know the work that goes into it is second to nobody. Um, so is it going away? Definitely not. I believe there'll be changes there. I, I haven't heard that from digest or anything, but I believe there will be some changes there as I've read, um, some stuff from some friends that, uh, 
believe that we're going to see, I'll say more dynamic. Um, another question is for both of us. Okay. Quality or personal trait we wish we could change. And I'll let you go first. Oh, put me on the hot seat here. Yeah. Um, I would say for me, I have two really, I mean, I have a lot of bad qualities, but I have two really bad <laughs> qualities. Decision making in marriage. Um. <clears throat> I'm going to skip over that one. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, it would be, I'm really quick to react to something. I tend to react fast. And it's one of two things. I'm either super fast to react or I don't react at all because I have to like stew on it for a while. Like I don't have like a medium there. But I would say my worst quality is I'm incredibly untrusting. I don't believe anything that anybody <clears throat> says to me. It's true. No matter what you say, I will not believe you. So I will tell you, sure, whatever, but I will fact check it later. 100% I will fact check it later. And I've been like this since I could talk. I've questioned and fought back on everybody because I just am not a trusting person. And I wish that I was, but I'm not. For me, obviously, I'm perfect. <laughs> so therefore, there's nothing I would change. No. Um for me, it's patience. I was, I was, you know, yeah, um, I'm probably the exact opposite of Morgan is that I'm too trustworthy and too loyal. Yep. Uh, to a fault, but I have zero patience and that goes for myself, for anybody else and for everything, everything in life. I don't expect people to run on my clock because that wouldn't be fair. And that's something else I talked about in that same business, the THP video, but I do expect on time. Does that make sense? Yeah, I would say just in general, like you you just when if like things if like you, you want it to be at that moment at that time, whatever. And if it's not like you're just you're, you get frustrated super easily. Patience is, is definitely the number one thing I would say. Yeah, I, that, that's definitely it. And I know my non-trusting thing drives you crazy, too. Yeah, it gets rough at times. <laughs> we have a lot of shit going stuff going on. We almost yeah. made it the whole show behind the scenes. Oh, we still have a long way to go. But we have a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that will come to fruition at some point that we'll be able to share, both good and bad. But um, I saw Dean said you need to order faster at McDonald's. There's a true story. We're in, at the PGA show one year, and there's like five of us. And lo and behold, after a night of having drinks with – I think we were with uh, Srixon or Cobra that night. We had a bunch of drinks. We Going back to our cottage, I'll call it, you know, condo. Condo, yeah, it was condo. Is, um, two seconds away we all get in the line of order and then dean's just standing there like geez what should i get it's freaking mcdonald's there's like four items choose one yeah exactly and i went like this for those uh listening i like motioned my hand back and i think i poked him in the eye <laughs> um but anyway uh back to better topics you have a recipe of the week this week since you skipped it last week i did because i couldn't taste and um, i I'm... this one is a really good one yeah okay so this one um, I actually mentioned something about this in the forum. Somebody was asking questions about what to do with ground beef. And I mentioned this. So this is a cheeseburger egg roll. I know it sounds super weird, but no, it's so good. Trust me on it. So you can get the egg roll wrappers in your, usually it's in the um, produce section of the grocery store. That's where I find them. And you use, oh, I know what it was. It was laughing cow cheese. And I was like, what do I do with laughing cow cheese? Yeah, that's what you use it for. Yes. You have that. This recipe calls for that. And you can use any flavor that you want in there. You can make it spicy or you can do Swiss cheese or cheddar or whatever. It doesn't matter. But ground beef, hamburger seasoning, ketchup, mustard, some onion, 
and you'll see the rest of the uh, ingredients. There's like four more. That's it. But it's super easy. And then you can either do it in the oven or you can actually do it in the air fryer if you want to. Um, but they reheat really well. And then you can dip it in whatever condiments, not dressings, not dressings <laughs> that you want. Um, I'll post this up on the forum, but it's this, really good. It's a big hit in our house. Um, oh, wait, hold on. Okay. So making an egg roll is actually really easy. And the uh, instructions are on here too, but you just need a tiny little bowl of water because you're going to use that to seal it. And you're just going to put it kind of like a dia uh, diamond in front of you, put a little filling in the middle, and then you just kind of roll it. And then you do each side and then you roll it the rest of the way and you just make sure that you wet it so that it seals itself. It's and called a burrito. It's really easy. Uh, THP or question asked about non-steel putter shafts and... J-Man on our forums probably the expert on this because he's reviewed, I think, all of them are close to it. But in my line of thought, it's the same as everything. It's technology advances. Are they worth it? I don't know. That's up to the person. I think that there's something to it when it comes time to as putter. The same reason. Okay, so going back. Here we go again. <laughs> going back, people always say, why did putters get heavier? Well, they got heavier for multiple reasons, but one of which is because green speeds got way faster and a heavier putter can help control that a little bit and so on and so forth. And of course, help with stability of the head. Sure, so less twisting when you, when you miss it off center, which happens way more than people think. It's like 95% of the time you are not going to hit the center spot, the balance point on a putter head. So as putter heads got heavier, shafts should naturally change. So there's no droop. Um, and whether or not you can feel a droop or see a droop, it exists. It's a weird word. Yeah. So, um, obviously things have come out and it started with a whole bunch of other options. I, I, I don't know who the first one was. I want to say it was matrix golf, but it may have been kinetics. I'm matrix sure. might've started it now. Of course, there's the combos that are stability shafts you know where they're steel all in from us team amia which comes in january um that, but it is available before that in the cleveland putters uh and things like that now people get confused with that with stroke lab which was done for a different reason obviously that's a byproduct the stuff we just talked about is a byproduct from it but it's also done because as according to Sean Toulon, and he's talked about this uh, on a couple of videos we did as putter heads got heavier, they need to rebalance the putter mm -hmm. and where weight was placed. So by doing so, they created Stroke Lab, which of course has become extremely popular. Um, I hope that answers the question, but I believe there's something to it. Uh, does it mean somebody can't putt with a standard steel shaft? Of course not. You know, yeah. go with what you like. Exactly. But, you know, for the lunatic fringe that is our audience, if, you think something's going to make you better, it probably is, and it's at least worth exploration. I'm not saying you, you should sp spend the money on one. I'm saying explore it. I use uh, either a stroke lab shaft or a kinetics or an all-in, depending on what one of the three putters I use. I love the kinetics putter shaft. I think it's severely underrated. It took a minute to get used to. Once you get used to it, it, like, I don't know. There's something about it. Maybe it's mental. I don't know. But... I hope that answers the question, and I think we should move right into the contest winner. I think so. I feel like they've been waiting long enough. Yeah, so the contest winner, and we still have a couple more things to come after this, one fun one and one uh, industry one. The contest winner is G-Man79. You just won a custom wedge from uh, Jose Miraflor at Cobra Golf. So 
I when this show ends, send me a private message and include your email address because we may have to use that for the uh, video conference and we'll get this all set up for you and offer you some times in which you can uh, make this happen. So congratulations. I look forward to seeing what you come up with and I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm excited. Congrats. Um, Next question is on supply chain issues other than clubs. Yes. And this is something we talked about with a couple of companies. We were out in California, like components, where, where are you? And, you know, we had a strong, or I guess you could say weak grip That's... In inventory across the country for a while. It we was some, bad. Yeah, we had some shaft issues. Then we had bag issues. Well, that... because we had tankers going, you know, into the water and all kinds of crazy stuff. We had sock issues, uh, bad sock issues. If people buy specific golf socks, there were some sock issues from a company that rhymes with foot joy for a while. <laughs> They're back on track. Um, golf bags were an interesting one because we went from having bags to having zero bags Mm -hmm. to having bags not be able to be manufactured to over ordering and having possibly too many bags yes but bags are in there's no problems there grips are getting caught up they're getting better they're we're we're pretty good there i know lampkin is in a pretty good spot based on when i talked to them super strokes in a great spot golf pride was a little iffy yeah they Um, were hit the worst i think uh, so, you know, there, there's some options there. I can't recommend the Lampkin high, uh, ST enough. I know speaking of J man, he's the one who referred it to me. I've been obsessed with that grip ever since it's on all my clubs now. Um, except one, actually, one of my wedges is not done for some, I changed wedges and I haven't done it yet. I bet you it was during the move and probably we didn't have a setup for it. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of where we are, but Golf balls was part of this, and that's an interesting one. If your golf ball is made in the U.S., odds are you are not having an issue. So Callaway, Bridgestone, and Titleist, there's not many issues. Mm-hmm. Um, there are still some material shortages in some DuPont materials, but they're making them fast as they can. Um, if your ball is from Japan there's not many issues. Mm -hmm. If your ball is a direct to consumer golf ball, you might be having some issues, right? Um, They're not, they don't have a lot. They're buying a cataloged golf ball. There's no R and D in there. That's besides the point. If you like it it, and it works for you, that's great. Um, But there are some issues there. Uh, Overall, there's still some supply chain issues. And there's ways to work around it. So you're not going to see a huge delay like we had before of six to eight months to get clubs and things like that. But there are still some things out there that could hold you back. If somebody has a specific question about a product they're thinking about ordering, post it in this thread. I'm happy to look into it for you. But I I believe that people moving forward are are okay. And on these new releases coming, they're going to be in good shape. Um, and the new releases are so good. The ones we've seen. I know it's, this is going to be a great year for golf equipment. Another question we got. Yes. Best frozen pizza. And they said, why is it the monster, the Detroit one? And I'm like, that one's good. Which, which that deep dish one that you picked up for me. The one at um, Costco. Costco. Yeah. Yeah. That one's decent. I haven't tried it, but I know you really like it. So I always get it for you. Um, it's good. It's not great. It's good. Uh, 
um, the two best frozen pizzas are the Screaming Sicilian. Yes, they make a good one. And the Margarita Trader Joe's. Oh, you do love the Trader Joe's pizzas. Yeah, not all of them. No. The, the Margarita one is good. So those are the two. And anybody like KY Golfer in the chat says Jack. Motor City, that's what it's called. Motor yes. City. He says Jack's. That, that's fine, but we're not on the same level. Okay. Giordano's is crap. <laughs> what about the old school, like Red Baron? Um, oh, what are those called? The the little. You mean Stouffer's? No, 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 no. It's the Red Baron, but it's like in like an oval shape. I have no idea. Yes, what you that do. Is. Somebody out here, help me. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? They're the like original frozen. They're not like a whole pizza. It's like a little piece. Um, French bread. French bread. Pizza? Yes. That's Stouffer's. That's not Stouffer's. It's, it's Stouffer's. Red... Somebody. It's Red Baron, right? I know it is. It's not. Red I've Baron. even seen the commercials. It's, it's Red Baron. Yes. Thank you, French bread. And it is. It's Red Baron. You're sure of this? I'm going to look it up because I don't believe you. <laughs> We're looking it up. He's right looking now. it up right now. French somebody bread. out there. Come on. I see somebody. They're all saying Stouffer's. No, it's not. Damn it. No, <laughs> I think red, what is Red Baron then? Because they make Red one Baron as a frozen pizza. They don't make a. I mean, they might. That's for the pores. Sorry. <laughs> I hate. I hate when he says that. I know he's joking, but I hate it so much. I bet the people who got the red. See, ba- Red Baron had them. I bet the people who got the Red Baron have green text bubbles. No, they just got the better pizza. No, they didn't. See, Red Baron also. I knew I was right. You can't trust people. Thank you, Ohio everybody. I knew I was Come right. Uh, but I agree with Neil. Red frozen <laughs> pizza is not great. No, but it's there not. are a couple that are better than others. Screaming Sicilian is one of them. And the Trader Joe's uh, margarita style is fantastic. That is all we have this week. Cutting it a little short. We're only about 40 minutes in. See, someone even has the Red Baron in their... Equals Android. That's what they wrote. (laughs) No, I have them in my freezer right now. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, If you're not a subscriber of BarkBox and you have a dog, make sure you do so. Speaking of a dog, he just popped up for a second in the video www.barkbox.com forward slash THP golf. And whatever you subscribe to, you'll get a free month added to whatever subscription model you choose. We also have a new sponsor. We do. We will be discussing that in either next week or the week after, but it's something every golfer needs. Yes. And uh, we'll be discussing that further. Absolutely. Everybody uh, in general needs. It's a good one. And we think that everybody should be jumping on board that one. So we'll share that with you guys soon. Um, thank you guys for tuning in and don't forget when we sign off to like the video and leave a comment on what you think the worst segment was and why it was Morgan talking about Red Baron. But I was right. I just want to point out I was right. I'm just saying. So for myself <laughs> and Morgan, bye everybody. Bye everybody. THP Radio on the Hackers Paradise Podcast Network. Your number one source for all things golf. Subscribe on iTunes to never miss an episode.